0: Hi and welcome to the firmware emotive podcast you are listening to john kai herbert and on this episode i'll be talking about fight club there's a good chance i'll break this into two episodes just because of the content that i that i found um i watched it the other night it's currently on prime and uh I love that movie, I've watched it so many I've bought it I've got it on like I had it on VHS, I had it on DVD, had it on Blu-ray, had it on electronic copy, and um it just felt I felt cool to do an analysis on it. I felt called cool to see how it applies to today's themes and archipelago, like what's going on, and it just felt right. And so here I am doing exactly that. Um, I'll just leave up some on the my YouTube channel. I'll just throw up some pictures of like characters in the movie. I just did a like club search and see like what images are in there. And um, so if you're listening to it on on a podcast, then you're not going to see that, of course. And so, without further ado, I'm going to get stuck right into it. Now, ah, the way the movie opens, I oh, will also be referencing notes as I go. Uh, The way the movie opens is um, a scene of like 3D neurons, like a whole bunch of neurons firing in the brain. And I feel like where we're at currently is a lot of us are still trying to make sense of the world with our brain. And there's so much of an information overload as to what's going on, who we are, Um, with the rise of social media, like this movie was around like before Facebook, and uh, Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and and all the other apps that, that that grace our phones today. So it was a slower time, I feel, um, and there was a space for the mind, a space for like mindset, looking at things from a mindset approach. And I feel like today, like it's just there's too much, there's too much information, and. Uh, it starts with like a, a flash forward or present time, um, where the narrator, played by uh, Edward Norton, is and I'll reference him as Ed as, as the narrator in in, the, in this podcast. Um, he has a gun in his mouth, and he's having a bit of a flash flash forward flashback present time type situation. Now, when he flashes back, you know, one of the the initial events he's taken to is 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 meeting Bob and this journey through all of these men's groups or survival survival groups like cancer groups and like there's testicular cancer and tuberculosis and um and he meets Bob and a classic line like you know Bob's got bitch tits Bob's um, been on hormone replacement therapy he was a juicer so he took a lot of steroids and now he he has an, uh, his body compensated for that, and now he has like man boobs, like huge, huge, huge breasts. And for me, the way I read that was like how we've we've overly feminized men, uh, like we've we've taken men to a point where it's very hard for them to stand up for what they believe in. Um, in fact, there's there's so many options of what to believe in it can become a choice of chasing things just to get sex or chasing things to appear virtuous in, in, in the 3d world. Um, uh, men is what we are is one of the, one of the phrases that they speak. Like, men is what we are. Um, and in these, in these like sharing circles, it, it really feels like it, you get stuck in this narrative of like your shit. Like you get stuck in this, um, circular talking about your issues, and can become kind of cultish. So for me, in, in in the circles that I run, like there's a there's a direction. Like let's step outside. Let's acknowledge that the narrative existed, and let's go a bit deeper to find out why it's a pattern in your life. Why? What unexpressed emotion? What unexpressed or unintegrated part of you? needs to be brought to the surface felt and then integrated. Like, how do you, how, how is this paying a part in the, in your individuation process to finding out who you really are? There's also a line in there called the sleeping awake and like him in his job, um, like traveling a lot and going to place to place. There's, there's this notion that you are in the world and not of the world. And for me, like, like in zombie tales and in and, and, and the zombie archetype, like there's this sense of like you're doing something and you're not doing something and then you also don't have the awareness or the courage or whatever it is to make that decision to cut it off. So you're in like this half life, half death type situation where like you half love your job, And then you half love what you spend your money on to escape from your job. So it's like this sleeping awake, um, that, that the narrator is in, um, going to work, um, traveling around, being some being unconsciously being someone like inhibit, inhabiting a body and not really knowing how to use it, uh, which results in a lot of passive aggression towards his boss. Um, like you you can't take him head on into whatever the shit that's coming up for him. Um, so, he's this passive-aggressive, uh, neutered man, like okay, a eunuch, um, in dealing with what's going on for him. And then there's this overlay of consumerism to try and escape from the mundane. And this projection of, like, this shadow of who he who he wants to be, like, he'll buy, like... Um, uh, like the yin yang table like the yin yang being like and I feel like there's some symbolism of spiritual bypass there around like now, nah, he's spiritual because he's bought a, a yin yang table and look how spiritual it is. And and I feel like that plays out and also with a d- doubling into like virtue signaling around buying something that's like handmade from like children in some third world country and by buying this you know you'll help see helping to support them in whatever, whatever survival they need to do. And it's like this, this, and the parallels I I see with the Bible is like, um, uh, like buying sacrifices before you go into temple. And I see that now with like you, like you do, we, we, there's an element of us that wants to feel spiritual and feel like we're committing to a, a spiritual walk. And trying to avoid the guilt of not doing that because we, there's a part of us that feels like it, it's really important to explore this spiritual walk, and uh, so we, we'll, we'll, we'll cheat it in some way. Like we might buy some Buddha beads or we might from the Bodhi tree, or you know, we'll do something that 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 that, um, uh, that 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 gives us the appearance that we're really spiritual. However, deep down, you know, we <laughs> we're smothered in. We're smothering ourselves in our shadow. We have, we we don't have any freedom or any ability to be authentic. Um, and then he goes to the GP. He's, he's struggling to sleep, like with all this mental chatter and this dissonance in his character. Um, he goes to the GP and asks for help, and the GP like just says, you know, he needs, just needs to get some sleep. And I feel like this is a um, a, a spotlight. On our medical system and how, like, you go to a GP in, in Australia, in particular, you go to a GP to get like a mental health care plan, and the instruments, and by instruments I mean like a document that they use to diagnose um, uh, instrument to either like, whether itself, they, they try and identify like how depressed you are or how neurotic you are. I think it's the, the form is like D21 or something or DP21. And it's, it's a it's a quick multi-choice test that you need to do and it, it works out whether you're depressed or not. So back to the movie, like the GP, like the system's just not helping him. Like the GP doesn't say like, um, you know, you need to look at your life. Like, just get some sleep, you know, just have to chew some valerian root. And like, it's, it's like this, it's not the GP's problem. Because there's a good chance that the GP is also not being authentic, so he's stuck in the same kind of sleeping awake. He's just running scripts. He's running like a, a program that he's been trained to run in medical school, um, which doesn't allow you to be present with the person, doesn't allow you to be present with yourself in order to work out like what the fuck is going on? Like this is it's sick. There's something that is fundamentally sick and unwell in 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 society as a whole. Um, and it starts with looking at us. There's the odd um, flashes of Tyler, so this alter ego of the narrator, like um, like rehearsing conversations and um, like who 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 does he really want to be? Like he he suppressed his shadow so much, it's starting to manifest into like as this kind of like um, schizophrenic, uh, neurotic, um, schizoid schism in, 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 his personality. And, um, yeah, I feel like that, that that's really important to say, like you, you suppressed it so much. And like, today, like we suppress who we are so much that we end up creating like metaphysical illnesses, like psychosomatic illnesses. And, and I feel like this is, this is a sign of that as well. And this is an old movie. This is like 91. Um, I can check that. then we've got, um, Like jumping back to Bob and like, um, like even being a juicer, like trying to be a fake masculine, like a fake, a fake alpha, like this image of like a fakeness of what a man is supposed to be. And in doing so, like he ends up corrupting his body and becoming something that he feared. And I feel like, you know, when you do that, like you, when you do something out of fear, when you do something, of wanting to be something because you're afraid of who you are, you end up creating like what you're running from. Um, also jump around to sh- sharing circles. Like I mentioned sharing circles before. And like for me, like I really feel like to get the juice out of a sharing circle, you really need to have like, like a therapist there, like doing some like psychodynamic work and in, inner work. Otherwise it's just maintenance. Like it's just like a, uh, just um, keeping you alive. You're not really diving into like what is going on for you. like like okay yes you 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 have some kind of terminal illness like how are how are you going to face death um or um what other um esoteric modalities do you want to dive into in order to see if there's hope like what what people do you need to repair relationships with so you can leave this earth knowing that you did your best uh, knowing that you 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 you've touched the lives of the people that you can touch now um yeah, this is where like you know this is where he meets Marla, and I fucking love Marla. like Marla is this delicious feminine <laughs> chaos <laughs> which just spices up the entire movie Like, Marla's like a huge favorite for me in this movie um she's she's a, a she's this the chaos that 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 breaks. The narrator's world like the narrator is living yet another lie in going to all of these groups and marla just like so blatantly brings like this chaos to the scene and she owns herself like um like she comes to the testicular cancer group <laughs> and you know i think um the narrator asks ed norton asks like um why why are you even here it's cheaper than a movie and there's free coffee and that's marla like she doesn't give a fuck like she's just there to do whatever she wants to do and she's completely transparent about it and you know she catches the narrator rehearsing this this conversation around talking about exposing her and he doesn't acknowledge that so there's like this part of him that's like so dilute um delusional about his reality this schism is, is really starting to form around like trying to avoid the fear of a, an authentic conversation he's trying to rehearse it and in rehearsing it you know Marla's picked up on it like straight away and just shone that mirror like just put that mirror on him straight away and I, and I feel like that's what women are very naturally good at is just like sniffing out bullshit. Um, I know in my relationships that's exactly what they were able to do, and, I, and I'm a better man for it. So, she, Marla triggers all this unrealistic bullshit in, in, in his life. Um, like, her lie is reflected in my lie. Um, and then uh, there's a, a really nice scene about Marla being his power animal. <laughs> and he like freaks out about it and i feel like in relationships like if you allow your your woman your woman um, or partner to be in 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 a place of 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 like being humble in yourself and allowing that curiosity around like what can they bring what 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 if i if i was allowed to um simulate what they're saying and try it out as an experiment. Like, would I be a happier person in doing that? And this is not doing it so it makes your partner happy. This is doing it and trying it out for yourself and seeing it if it makes you happy. It might be trying a new food. It could be doing anything that your partner recommends um, and just allow having that 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 humility because your partner is gonna see aspects of you that you are not gonna be able to see. I feel like having a an objective person in your life is priceless if you're going to do inner work. I think Marla is very much that, um, and both of them expose the inauthenticity. Um, that there's this dance that 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 goes on throughout the whole movie. Um, like Marla just walking out in traffic. There's a scene where Marla, like after one of these um, sessions, like Marla just walks straight out into the traffic and she doesn't give a fuck. Like she could die any in any one of those moments and th- th- I feel like um there's a faith involved in that um where she she walks out in the traffic in faith, whether it's blind faith or stupid faith There seems like for me Aripolily there's a faith that's involved in that, and she's so okay, like walking out into the world um knowing that you could die and um, you're going to be protected. Like it, she's, she can't leave yet. <laughs> she still has a soul's purpose. So there's an element there of, of fulfilling that. Um, and I'll double back to that too. Right. Uh, the concepts around, um, having a death wish. Like if you, if in Freud covers this, like if you're going to have, a, if you have a wish to live, you're also going to have a wish to die. And that's a, a component I feel that plays out with Marla in particular. Like there's a there's a darkness around her that that isn't inherently good, it not inherently bad. It's just that there's a there's a death wish in her, um, and it's very powerful. It's a, like a, the Pluto of the movie, if you will. Um, then you know he, he meets Tyler on the plane, uh, and you know, they exchange these lame pleasantries of. You know he's uh, the narrator's probably rehearsed again and again, and he feels like he's really clever and um it's not authentic, like it's not an authentic bond like so there's this 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 false this house of cards in the narrator's world of like now I've got all these little witty one liners that I can use to to put someone on my side to make someone like me and like I feel like when Tyler comes into the picture, like everybody likes him because he's him. Like he's the most authentic version of himself. He says whatever the fuck he wants. He fucks however the fuck he wants. Like he he has a purpose and he has a drive and that attracts people. And I feel like that's where we need leadership today is by people just being themselves. And it's very challenging. It's very hard for you to get to that space. And it, it, it's hugely rewarding. I just bumped my microphone. So if you heard a knock, that was me with my giant canoe feet. So he also speaks about like, Things you things things you own end up owning you. So when you buy something in order to appear a certain way, you you'll want to carry that wherever you want to go. You know you might want to go outside, and this this includes crystals and things too. Like I feel like in the, in the new age movement, like um, when you start buying, and I'm and I've got shit in my room. I'm having a quick scan around my room right now, and I've got like junk that I bought that I need to get rid of, books and things that I know I'm never going to read and like part of me feels attached to them that I might need them one day or there's some secret that's left unlocked in there that I could find that will help me over whatever the issue I'm, I'm struggling with and that there's some kind of aura by me having the book that it can bestow upon me. There's some kind of like, wisdom that by just having the book in a bookshelf there's some kind of aura it gives me and it's a show-off thing like for me like there's a there's a there's a part of me that wants to show off like my 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 superior intellect by having a a fucking book in the shelf um so for me like secondary values wise for reasons for me hanging for hanging on to stuff guess not exactly the most healthiest thing and i do purge what needs to be purged however i do feel like i'm overdue one, because there's books in there that I will not read again and they're purely there for aesthetics. And for me personally, me in my own world, I don't want to have that for the most part. I'll probably review that. There's a line that he says um, when they go meet in the pub when his house blows up, um, cut the foreplay, I just ask. And I feel like a man that, and women, men and women that, that struggle with being authentic, tiptoe around what they really want and I'll just double back to his apartment blowing up like he's got all this junk in his apartment that that he bought to be something that he's not and then when it blows up like his fridge is outside and all that's inside it is like condiments and like just the the exposure and the shame around like that's that's a, a huge shame spiral there around, like, I've got all this stuff and yet I'm, I'm nobody. Like I've bought all this Ikea furniture and this other stuff to fill up my house and it's been destroyed and all my identity was tied up in that. And then who am I? Like this theme of death, like this ego death of like, oh everyone can see my, what was in my apartment. Like it's like this thrust into humility and, and, and humbleness, which I feel like it is 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 one of the main points in in inner growth. So yeah, like you're saying, like um, like just ask men and cut the foreplay. So it's like with women and men, like especially in sex, like being able to know what you want, um, being able to articulate, even if you don't know, like fuck up, like my even communicating what's going on in your body, like. Stop, like, stop overpowering it. Like, stop trying to be something that you're fucking not. Like, and I feel scared. Like, it's been a while since I've had sex. There's a good chance that, you know, I'm going to come really quickly. And there's a good, I might feel some shame around it. And being able to own it in a, in a masculine way and not a, a, a whiny, whiny boy way is part of the hero's journey for a man to become a man. so. You're not expecting the woman to gush over you and like, um, to, to to try and save you. It's just like, look, this is this is the reality, you know. Like, it's been a while since I've had sex. Um, You know, sex has always been an issue for me, and ah, I just want to explore that. You know, I just want to take it as it comes, no pun intended. Then when they start fighting outside the club, so. Tyler agrees for him to stay at his house and they have a fight outside the club and he goes, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. And me personally, like I haven't been in many fights. Um, high school, I remember a few and most of my fights have been like intellectual and um, my housemates here, um, I'm keen to do some jujitsu. Like jiu feels like a sport that's for me. Like I, I feel terrified at the notion um, about getting into it and it feels like it's exactly what I need. There's a lot of humility in that, in that, in humbleness, in that sport. I feel like it's perfect. But anyway, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. And so he goes to hit Tyler and punches him in the ear and then Tyler punches him back. And like, there's this feeling of like, oh, it's like coming back into the body. And for me, that was like a, a pseudo body work. Like it's almost like this, 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 um, intense <laughs> massage that puts you right back in your body like it brings you to presence it's like whoa you know i have a body i have all these feelings and, you know, and i felt like it was really um special and unique in it, particularly in the work that we do around like getting into your body like being able to massage your body, like being able to do things so like you can, you can feel the knots and all the, the nooks and crannies of where you hold tension and stress in your body. Then um, he jumps over to uh, who Tyler is uh, and Tyler's like splicing porn in, in movies. And the way the narrator talks about Tyler here, like he, he, he starts to put him on a pedestal and like his whole tone changes it's like, like he starts to become much more identified with tyler around like nah, this this guy's special and he's making like i'm special because he's special and he hangs out with me so it's it's almost like this um we see it in, in politics i see it in the school yard where you have like the bully or someone who who is you could quote like call an alpha male. Um, and all the debaters the and, and men that are passive aggressive will stand behind him. Um, you might see in in gorillas as well with primates, where they kind of put someone that's more powerful on a pedestal, someone that, that, that talks them that knows themselves. And there is nothing more sexier, I think, than a man and or woman that knows themselves. Like they can just they walk into a room and you just feel it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he puts Tyler on a pedestal and this, this is where you, the, the tipping point starts to happen that I noticed where, ah, uh, like the descent into like this, um, schism where, um, he, he starts to lose himself in Tyler. Like he, he rever- like he feels so much more alive when he's Tyler and, and, and like putting anyone on a pedestal, it's really hard to take them off. Um, so being aware in your life where you put people on pedestals where they're mentors, coaches, brothers, sisters, mums, fathers, partners, whatever that whatever it is like have you elevated someone above yourself and then when you do that um, it's really hard to see them as human and we tend to protect them when they've done wrong so if they've um been like accused of like pedophilia or rape or anything it's like there's this, there's this temptation to try and keep them elevated, try and keep them on that pedestal because when they fall, you're gonna fall. So it's a it's a feedback loop that's very pernicious in in I feel like in 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 the day to day in the world, and it requires shadow work to look at like where are you at like where are you at with this 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 behavior around putting people on pedestals. Um, there's also the thing about guerrilla, guerrilla terrorists around food and like, um, like making food like, um, unedible, like peeing in it and coming in it. And there's like this, like this getting it back at the rich kind of energy. And, um, I think there's, there's something much deeper than that. Like, um, like when you put someone on a pedestal, you can avoid questioning their motivations. Like what's their intention? And I feel like 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 peeing and making food inedible doesn't necessarily change anything. It's like this this petty childhood revenge um, where you know you get this, this feel good. Now I'm lording it I'm getting it. I'm getting. It. I'm hitting the man. You know. I'm getting back at the man. You know, the man that I'm angry at. Um, it doesn't really change anything. It's not really a solution. You're just venting anger, which is actually better placed addressing your father in this case. So there's like this internal battle of authenticity between like um, who the narrator is and who Tyler is trying to work out like like night and day when he's sleeping and he becomes Tyler or whatever the transitions are, like he starts to, the schism starts to get more and more prevalent The house they live in is falling apart, and I feel like it's a, it's a like a metaphor for uh, the outer world of what's really going on like it's it's unsustainable, like what we're doing at the moment um for men and women like this 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 society this civilization and um and the water like they don't, they don't care that the house is falling apart like before. He's gone from a house that he needed to have, like, all these, like, trinkets and accessories my key in it. And now there's, like, there's no need for that. He's just, he's in a, a broken-down house. Water, water, I feel, is, is really important for the emotions. And pop the microphone again, just checking my phone for the time. We have to have a house meeting tonight, so prepare for that. And uh, water being emotions around, like, um... Like is a really important element to transmute emotion? When we in in the shamanic realms and the elemental realms of 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 spirituality, like each each element has its own unique way of being able to help you, and you can tune into this. Um, so water, like the whole house is—it's like, all about emotion, and it, and it's a house where like everything starts to like the catalyst for the entire house of. Like everything starts to speed up in here. Like Marla comes there. You know, it's like a play. It's, it's like a, there's a, a flashback to like he's playing. Like uh, he's back into childhood, and um, like it's his mum and dad playing out between like Tyler and Marla. And I feel though it's 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 precious. Like this 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 kind of symbology of of water. Like it's an it's it's the it's a basic element, and it's what sustains us. And I feel like as it, an emotion, like emotions sustain us. And when you don't look at emotion, you become like a waking sleep. You become that zombie. Um, I'll stop it there. And I'll start again as um, when he's reading the books. The books around the I am Jax, I am Jax this, I am Jax that. So thank you for listening this far and we'll pick it up on the next episode. Peace.